This is our first session back after the Eid vacation uh, with the text Zad al of Imam al Hajawi. We reached the part where he spoke about Yawm al Arafah and Muzdalifa and issues pertaining to that, and now we're at the section where he says Faslun. And then he says, After having done Yawm al Arafah, and stayed at Arafah and on to Muzdalifa, the people they move on to Mecca. Shaykh Mansur, he says, if the people finish from these rites of Hajj, the ones that we have previously spoken about, then they move on to Mecca for the Tawaf. And this Tawaf has a variety of names. From them is Tawaf Ziyara. Because the person, the Hajj, he comes from Mina and he visits the house, meaning the Kaaba. And he doesn't stay in, in Mecca, rather, he returns to Mina. He doesn't stay in the sanctuary in the Kaaba, rather, he returns to Mina. And the second name given to this Tawaf is Tawaf al Hajj. Because it is a pillar from the pillars of Hajj. The third name, Tawaf al-Ifada, لِأَنَّهُ يَأْتِ بِهِ إِنْدَمَا يَفِيدُ مِنْ مِنَا إِلَى مَكَّةِ Because he comes to it after he has finished on his way from Mina to Mecca. Fada يَفِيدُ The meaning of travelling from one place to another. وَهَذَا الطَّوَافُ رُكْنُ مِنْ أَرْكَانَ الْحَجِّ And this Tawaf is a pillar from the pillars of Hajj. لَا يَتِمُّ إِلَّا بِهِ It is not completed except with it. قال ابن القدامة إمام ابن القدامة he says لا نعلم فيه خلافا we don't know in this issue that there is a difference of opinion on the matter لأن الله سبحانه وتعالى قال because Allah سبحانه وتعالى says in سورة الحج وليتوفون بالبيت العطيق and make tawaf around the Kaaba and this was mentioned by ابن القدامة in المغني volume three page the author he says, وَيَطُوفُ الْقَارِنُ وَالْمُفْرِدُ بِنِيَةِ الْفَرِيدَةِ طَوَافُ الزِّيَارَةِ The author he says that the tawaf is made for the one who is doing Hajj al-Qiran and Hajj al-Ifrad, the Qarin and the Mufrid. They make this tawaf with the intention that is obligation upon them and that it is the tawaf al-Ziyara. So they have to intend that it's an obligation upon them and they have to intend that it's tawaf al-Ziyara. Sheikh Mansour he says, هذا طواف بالنسبة للمفرد والقارن يكون طوافا بنية الفرد وزيارة معا That the person intends, the one who is mufrid or qarin, he intends that this tawaf is obligatory fard and at the same time is tawaf الزيارة ويكفيهم طواف واحد and it's upon them, it suffices them to do one tawaf لأن الإبادات تتداخل because the acts of worship, they enter, enter one upon the other like for example, a person when he prays the salah, when the when the iqama is given, he prays with the intention of it being obligatory, faridah, وتكفيه أن تحيت المسجد, and this prayer suffices him from having to pray تحيت المسجد. So the two acts of worship they enter one upon the other, and also بالنسبة للمتمتع يكون بنية الطواف الفريضه. That the one who is doing Hajj al-Tamattu, he does this tawaf with the intention of it being obligatory. لأنه تقدم أن طاف للقدوم because his first tawaf was for tawaf al-Qudum wal-Umrah and the Umrah. فيبقى عليه طواف واحد 
Bila Ramal. So left upon him is to do one tawaf, which is this tawaf of ziyara, and there is no Ramal, there is no being quick in the first four uh, category in the first four circuits of the tawaf. There's no Ramal like he did in the Ramal in the tawaf of the Qudum, tawaf al Qudum when he made Umrah. Tayyib. Uh, the author he says النحر, and the first of its allowed times is after midnight has passed from the night of Nahar meaning the night of Eid Tawaf al-Ifada lahu waqtan Sheikh Mansur says Tawaf al-Ifada, Tawaf al-Ziyara, Tawaf al-Hajj it has two times the first of them مجزئun, the time which is sufficed or allowed sufficed we can say uh, the first of its time is after half of the night has passed from the night of Eid However it's conditioned that the person is conditional that the person has stood at Arafah and he stayed in Muzdalifah However if the person had not stayed at Arafah and the person had not been to Muzdalifah then it's imperative that the person completes these two these two rites before uh, doing this tawaf. And there is there is ijma, there is consensus from the scholars that uh, the tawaf al ifada is not valid until the person has stood at Arafah. He says the author and the Sunnah is to do it on the day of Eid. Okay, not from, though it's allowed from the, uh, once midnight of the night of Eid has come about, it's allowed then, but the sunnah is that it's to be done on the day of Eid. Uh, Sheikh Mansur, he says, wa The time when it is recommended and virtuous to do this tawaf, is to do it on the day of Eid. Muslim. Hadith Aisha radiallahu anha, like the Prophet did, as narrated in the Hadith of Aisha collected by Bukhari Muslim, Hajjajna ma'an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam fa'asfadna yawm al-Nahar. We made Hajj with the Prophet and we did the Tawaf al-Ifada on the day of Nahar, on the day of Eid. And the Sunnah is to make it at the time of Duha, kama fa'ala Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, yani after the sun has risen and before the sun has reached the zenith. So the Prophet ﷺ, he made the tawaf at the time of Duha and he did this before the time of Dhuhr because he prayed Dhuhr in Mina when he went back to Mina on that day and this hadith is in Sahih Muslim. Uh, the author he says and the person it's permissible for him to delay this tawaf it's permissible that the person delays the tawaf al-ifada from the day of Eid without any maximum amount of delay. So it's permissible for him to delay beyond the day of Eid and also beyond the days of Tashriq, the days that he will stay in Mina. And that is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the command for tawaf without any restrictions, gave a general mutlaq uh, command and therefore there is not f stipulated a specific time w wherein it has to be done 
However, Sheikh Mansour says it's it's imperative not to delay it beyond the uh, month of Dhul Hajjah because this is from the rites of Hajj. So the person should do it within the months of Hajj. The author he says, After having made this tawaf al ifada the person he makes the sa'i between Safa and Marwa if he is the one who is doing Hajj at Tamattu' or Ghayrahu and others than the Hajj at Tamattu' if if they had not made the sa'i with the Tawaf al Qudum. So the first tawaf that they were supposed to, that they could have done, the Qarin and the Mufrid, um, if they did not do it then, the sa'i. They only did the tawaf, then now the sa'i is obligatory upon them. Sheikh Mansur he said, When the hajj, the hajji, he finishes from the tawaf, al-qudum, he comes to do the sa'i. And the hujaj, they have two situations pertaining to the sa'i. The first of them, that they are doing hajj ifrad or qarinin or hajj qiran. So these people, the Hajj Ifrad and Hajj Al-Qiran, if they did the Tawaf, if they did the Sa'i with the Tawaf Al-Qudum, with the first Tawaf that they did when they came to Mecca, then this would suffice them for their Hajj. وَأُمْرَةُ الْقَارِنِ And it would suffice for the Umrah of the Qarin. كَمَّا فَعْلَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم In the Hadith of Jabir in Sahih Muslim, لم يطوف النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم didn't make tawaf ولا أصحابه بين صفر المروة. Didn't make the sa'i between صفر المروة إلا طواف واحد. طوافه الأول. Except for having done it with the first tawaf when they came to Mecca. The first tawaf, which is known as tawaf al-Qudum, they did the sa'i then and they didn't do it again later. Sheikh Sheikh Mansouri says وإن لم يكون سعو However, it's the case, if it's the case that they didn't do the sa'i, فَإِنَّهُمْ يَسْعَوْنَ بَعْدَ طَوَافِ الْإِفَادَةِ Then it's imperative that they do the tawaf, that they do the sa'i after the tawaf al-ifadah. A second situation pertaining to this sa'i is أَنْ يَكُونُ مُتَّمَتِّعِينَ That the people are doing hajj at tamattu' فَإِنَّهُمْ يَسْعَوْنَ وُجُوبًا So in this situation, it's obligatory upon them that they make the sa'i. وَذَلِكَ لِأَنَّ سَعِيهِمَ الْأَوَّلِ إِنَّمَا هُوَ لِلْعُمْرَ that is because the first sa'i that they did when they came into Mecca, they made the tawaf and they made the sa'i, that was part of the umrah that they did. And this sa'i that they are doing after the tawaf al-ifada, it is specifically for the hajj. And the dalil, the evidence dalil for this is in Bukhari and Muslim from the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha where she said, فَطَافَ الَّذِينَ أَحَلُّ بِالْعُمْرَةِ بِالْبَيْتِ So those that had made... Um, the niyyah for doing, those who had gone into the state of ihram for Umrah, they made the tawaf uh, at the time of the Umrah. And then they did Safa al-Marwa, meaning they did the Sa'i. And then they removed themselves from the state of Hajj. And then when they entered upon the days of Hajj and they did the acts of Hajj, they made another tawaf after they came back from Mina. And those who came and they joined uh, between the Hajj and the Umrah, these are, these are the Hajj Qiran, they made the Tawaf one time only. What they mean by the Tawaf in this Hadith is they mean the Sa'i. 
is referring to the sa'i. So as a conclusion, if the Hajj al-Qiran or the Hajj al-Ifrad, if they did this tawaf, if they did tawaf with, if, sorry, if they did sa'i with their tawaf when they first came to Mecca, then that suffices them. However, if they didn't do the sa'i with that tawaf, then they have to do the sa'i now. Whereas the Hajj al-Mutamatta, the one who's doing Hajj tamattu', it's wajib upon him, obligatory upon him to do the sa'i. Okay? After having made the tawaf al-Qudum. Al-Riwayat al-Thaniya al-Ahmad. Another riwayah from Imam Ahmad, another narration from Imam Ahmad, and al-Mutamatta' alayhi sa'yun wahid li hajjihi wa umratihi. That the one who's doing Hajj tamattu', he doesn't have to make another sa'i after doing the tawaf al-Qudum. After doing the tawaf al-ziyarah, sorry, the tawaf al-ziyarah that we are talking about now. So when coming from Mina and he's making this tawaf around the Kaaba, according to the second opinion of Imam Ahmad, the person, al-mutamatta', doesn't have to do another sa'i. And this opinion was chosen by Ibn Taymiyyah, rahmatullah alayhi, by Imam Ibn Taymiyyah and others. The author, he said, ثُمَّ قَدْ حَلَّ لَهُ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ and if the person has finished from this sa'i and from this tawaf, then the person is now free from all restrictions of the ihram. Shaykh Mansur, he said, إِذَا طَافَ وَسَعَى فَإِنَّهُ يَحِلُّ التَّحَلُّ الثَّانِي That when the person, he makes this tawaf and he makes the sa'i, then the person is now freed from the second state of the ihram, meaning that he's now completely free from the prohibitions of the haram. And this is known as التَّحَلُّ الثَّانِي وَلَا يَبْقَى عَلَيْهِ شَيْءٌ مِنَ الْمَحْذُورَاتِ and nothing is left upon him from the prohibitions of ihram. And the evidence in Bukhari and Muslim, the hadith of Ibn Umar, And the Prophet didn't free himself from the restrictions of ihram until he had completed his hajj. And he sacrificed his sacrificial animal on the day of Eid. And he made the tawaf around the Kaaba. Then he was, after that, free from all restrictions of the ihram. The author he says, After having made the tawaf and made the sa'i, uh, then the person should drink from the ma'a zamzam. And he should drink for the intention that he uh, wishes. Zamzam hiya al-bi'ar al-ma'rufa bi-Makkah. Zamzam is the well-known well in Makkah. Wa sunnah lil-insan an yashraba min ma'i zamzam. And the sunnah is that the person drinks from the water of zamzam. Wa dalil fi'l al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the evidence is the action of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As in the hadith in Sahih Muslim of the hadith of Jabir radiyallahu anhu. Annahu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam lamma faragha min al-tawaf. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was free from the tawaf, finished the tawaf, أتى على بني عبد المطلب وهم يسقون على زمزم فناولوه دلوا فشرب منه. So the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم having finished the tawaf, he came to the tribe of Abdul Muttalib and they were in charge of giving زمزم water to the حجاج. So the so they gave to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم a bucket or something of that sort where the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم drank زمزم from. The author he said لما أحبه Sheikh Mansour, he explains this, that لَمَّ أَحَبَّ means that um, the person drinks with the intention for whatever he wishes. أي أنه يشربه وينبو بذلك أي أمر أحبه من That the person, he drinks with the intention 
for any of the acts or any of the intentions from the following shifa'un shifa'u marad that uh, a person wants to be cured cured from an illness aw idwa'il atish or the person wants to be uh, cure uh, you know um, his thirst to be removed from him aw nahwi dhalik min al-umur al-hissiyya or from other than that from the fa- from the matters which are tangible kan yashrabahu liyasahabadnahu like that he wants to drink it to uh, have good health in his body aw yaqwa hifdahu or that he wants to drink zamzam with the intention that his memory will become strong for the Quran and Sunnah and issues pertaining to that and it's been reported from Jabir in the hadith collected by Imam Ahmad that the Prophet said that the water of zamzam is for that for that reason that it is drunk meaning that the water of zamzam will act for you according to your intention for it so like we gave the examples that if a person drinks zamzam and with this drink he wants to improve his memory for the Quran or the Sunnah or he wants to drink so that um, his body will become strong. So then the zamzam insha'Allah with Allah's permission will be that which he intended it for. The author he says, minhu, And the person, he drinks it to the extent that he is full. Minhu. He drinks to the extent that it goes and fills between his ribs. And this is based upon drinking it as much as one can. And Ibn Abbas narrated in his statement collected by Imam Ibn Majah and Imam Abd Razak in his Musannaf and Imam Tabarani in Kabir and Imam Tabarani and Darakutni and Imam Darakutni and Imam Al-Hakim in his Al-Mustadrak and Imam Al-Bayhaqi in Al-Kubra they all collected this author of Ibn Abbas where Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu said inna ayata ma baynana wa bayna al-munafiqeen that the sorry I'm just trying to double check here that the Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu he said that verily the sign between us and the munafiqeen inna ayata ma baynana wa bayna al-munafiqeen annahum la yatadalla'una min zamzam is that they when they drink the zamzam water they don't fill themselves with it. They don't drink it uh, plentiful. They only drink it in a scarce manner. Only drink a little bit of it. The author, he then says, after the person has drunk it, then the person should make a dua from those dua which have been reported in this situation. Sheikh Mansur, he said, إِذَا شَرْبَ مِنْ مَاءِ زَمْزَمَا فَإِنَّهُ يَدْعُ بِمَا كَذَا قَالَ رَحِمَ اللَّهِ That the person, when he has drunk from zamzam, he should make the dua from that which has been reported and that is what the author said. Then Shaykh Mansur he says, فَحَلْ وَرَدَ شَيْءٌ فِيهِ But is there something which has been narrated to us in this situation? أَمَّا عَنَ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم, فَلَمْ يَرِدْ إِلَّا تَسْمِيَةَ فِي, فِي أَوَّلِهِ As for from the Prophet وسلم, then it has not been reported except to say the basmala, the Bismillah in the beginning when you drink the water وَالْحَمْدُ in the فَرَاغْ مِنْهُ in the فَرَاغْ مِنْهُ and that you say Alhamdulillah after finishing having drunk the water. And this is in all types of water. Whenever you drink any type of water, you say the Basmala and you say Alhamdulillah at the end of it. However, there has been reported from Ibn Abbas. And this statement that I'm going to read is being reported by uh, Imam Abdul Razak in his Musannaf and Al Faqihi fi Akhbari Makkah and Imam Dara Qutni and Imam Al Hakim in his Mustadrak. 
They reported that Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu anahu kana idha shariba min zamzama qal that when he would drink the water of zamzam he would say Allahumma inni as'aluka ilman nafi'ah oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I beg from you that you give me beneficial knowledge wa rizqan wasi'ah and that you give me provisions which are wide and plentiful wa shifa'an min kulli da'in and you give me and you cure me from any ailment and all illnesses so this is the dua which is reported from Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma. Uh, the author he says, And then the person after having done these acts in around the Kaaba, etc., then he goes back to Mina and he stays there for three nights. Sheikh Mansur, If the person finishes from the tawaf and the sa'i, he goes back to Mina. And then he stays there the nights of the tashriq. Three nights if he wants to stay there for the three nights and two nights if he wants to leave early. He says the author, So then he pelts the first pillar. وَتَلِي مَسْجِدَ الْخَيْفِ And it is the one which is close to the Masjid Al-Khayf بِسَبْعِ حَسَيَاتِ With seven stones وَيَجْعَلُهَا عَنْ يَسَارِهِ And he puts the pillar on his left الْحَاجُ فِي أَيَامِ تَشْرِيقِ يَرْمِي الْجِمَارِ كُلَّ يَوْمِ Sheikh Mansour he says that the Haji in the days of the Tashriq he pelts the pillars every day وَطَرِيقُ تُرَمِي And the way that the throwing of the, the, stone, throwing of the stones at these pillars is done is in the following points. Firstly, أَنْ يَبْدَأَ بِالْجَمْرَةِ الْأُولَى That he starts with the first pillar. وَيْهَا الَّتِي تُسَمَّ سُغْرَى And it is the one that is called the small pillar. وَيْهَا الَّتِي وَهِيَا الَّتِي تَكُونُ أَقْرَبُ لِمَسْجِدِ خَيْفِ And it is the one which is closest to Masjid al-Khayf. Second point, أَنْ يَجْعَلَ الْجَمْرَةَ عَنْ يَسَارِهِ حَلَ الرَّمِي that he puts the pillar on his left side when he's throwing the stones. And this is so that he can face the Qibla. The third point, That he throws seven stones at the pillar and the description of the stones has already been given. The author says, After having thrown the stones, the person steps back away from the pillar and he makes a very long dua. Sheikh Mansur, إِذَا رَمَّ سُغْرَى فَإِنَّهُ يَبْتَعِدُ وَيَتَأَخَرُ قَلِيلًا If the person has finished throwing pebbles at the small pillar, he steps back a little and he makes dua. لِأَلَّا يُصِيبَهُ الْحَصَى The reason he steps back is so that he shouldn't, he wouldn't be hit by any of the stones which have been throwing. وَلَا يُضَيِّقُ الرُّمَاتِ And not to cause congestion for those who are still there throwing. ثُمَّ يَدْعُ رَافِئًا يَدَيْهِ مُسْتَقْبِلَ الْقِبْلَةِ And then he calls upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala facing the Qibla raising his hands مثلها, and then the person does the same with the middle pillar as he has done with the small first pillar so the person he goes towards the middle pillar and he throws seven stones and he faces the qibla whilst he's throwing the stones and then he does similar to what he did from uh, when he was throwing stones at the first pillar, meaning he steps back and he makes a long dua. ثُمَّ جَمْرَةَ الْعَقَبَةِ And then he goes on to the جَمْرَةَ الْعَقَبَةِ, the largest pillar. وَيَجْعَلُهَا عَنْ يَمِينِهِ And he puts it towards his right. 
And then he faces the uh, the valley. Sheikh Mansour he says, He throws seven stones at the Jamrat al Aqaba, the large pillar. And when he is throwing the stones, he has Mecca on his left. And as this was reported from the Prophet But however, he doesn't stand there to make dua once he's finished. That the person when he finishes stoning the Jamrat al-Aqaba, he moves away from that place and he doesn't stand there to make dua. And this is what has been reported from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The author he says, وَيَفْعَلُ هَذَا فِي كُلِّ يَوْمٍ مِنْ أَيَّامِ تَشْرِيقٍ He does this in every day from the days of Tashriq that he is staying. Whether he stays the three days or he stays the two. بعد الزوال And it's to be done after the Zawal. Sheikh Mansour he says يَبْدَأُ وَقْتُ الرَّمِي أَيَّامَ تَشْرِيقٍ بَعْدَ الزَّوَالَ الشَّمْسِ قَبْلَ صَلَاةُ الظَّهْرِ That on the days of Tashriq, the time for throwing the stones is from the time of the Zawal al-Shams. Uh, from, sorry. Uh, from the time of, uh, from after the time of the Zawal of the Shams. الرمي, and it is the best time for throwing the stones. And it is the time that the Prophet would often or would regularly throw his stones at that time, after the time of the Zawal. As in the hadith of uh, Jabir in Sahih Muslim, Rama Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi that the Prophet sallallahu he threw on Yawm al-Nahar on the day of Eid the Prophet sallallahu he threw his stones uh, at around Duha time however after the day of Eid meaning the, the, the days of Mina uh, the Ayyam al-Tashriq he threw after Zawal Sheikh um, Amir Bahjat Hafidahullah Ta'ala in his explanation he said that from Zawal to Maghrib from Zawal to Maghrib are the timings which are allowed in the Madhab outside of these times it's not allowed to pelt the pillars according to the Madhab the author he says Mustaqbil Al-Qibla Murattiban that the person he throws the stones facing towards the Qibla and he does the, the pillars uh, in tartib in order from the smallest to the largest okay from the smallest to the largest Sheikh Mansour he said It's been mentioned before that uh, when the person throws stones he needs to be fa- he should be facing the qibla and that he needs to do them in consecutive order throwing the p- at the pillars The author he said However if the person was to do all of the pillars on one day mean that he did all of the pillars on the third day of the Ayyam al-Tashriq on the last day then this would suffice him Sheikh Mutraq Jasr he says that these days are considered as one time and all of the pillars for all three days can be pelted in one time on any of those days however the author is giving the example now that if he was to throw all of the pillars on the third day throw the stones at all of the pillars on the third day then this would suffice him and he does them in order, consecutive order, according to his intentions. Sheikh Mansour will now explain this. Uh, 
He said, إِذَا أَخَرْ رَمِي أَنْ يَوْمٍ لِلَّذِي بَعْدَهُ أَوْ جَمَعَ رَمِي أَيَامٍ If the person delays his throwing of the stones to the day which is after it, or he does all of his throwing in one day, meaning the throwing of the 11th, the 12th and the 13th, he does it all in one day. فَرَمَّهَا جَمِيعًا فَإِنَّهُ يُرَتِّبُ الرَّمِي بِنِيَةٍ Then he needs to organize the throwing according to his intention, so that is consecutive. وَيَكُونُ ذَلِكَ بِأَنْ يَرْمِيَ الْجَمْرَةَ الْأُولَى بِسَبْعَةٍ بِنِيَةٍ عَنِ الْيَوْمِ الْأَوَّلِ And that would be done, for example, that the person throws the first pillar at the first pillar, seven stones. And he does this with the intention that this is for my... This is for the first day, the first day's throwing. So we're throwing for three days, but you're doing it only on one day. So you go to the first pillar, and you throw at the first pillar seven stones. And then you go to the middle pillar, the middle pillar, and you throw seven stones. And then you go to the large pillar, and you throw seven stones. And then you go back to the first pillar, and you throw with the intention for the second day. And then you would go to the middle pillar and you throw the stones with the intention for the second day. And then you go to the third pillar and you throw the stones with the intention for the second day. And then you repeat this again for the third day. You go back to the first pillar, you throw the stones with the intention for the third day. Middle pillar with the intention for the third day. Last pillar with the intention for the third day. So you can do all of the throwing on the 13th. So obviously this was a concession that the elderly and the weak they can benefit from on the 13th day because it will be less crowded and there will be less shoving and pushing. The author says فَإِنْ أَخَرَهُ عَنْهُ أَوْ لَمْ يَبِتْ بِهَا فَعَلِيهِ دَمْ However, the author is saying if the person delays the throwing of these pillars beyond the 13th day or the person is in a situation where he didn't stay at Mina at all, then the person has to pay a sacrifice. He has to pay a penalty of them. Sheikh Mansour, he says, Ishara ila mas'alatayn. The author is alluding to two matters. The first of them, al-ula, ida akhara rami al-ayyam tashriq. If the person delays the throwing after the days of tashriq, fa'inna hajjuhum sahih. That his hajj is going to be correct, lakin alayhi dam. But upon him, he has to pay a sacrifice, a penalty. Likawnihi taraka al-wajib. Because he left out an obligation. فَإِنْ كَانَ عَالِمًا أَثَمْ وَفَدَى However, if he, if he was knowledgeable about, about what he was doing, meaning he delayed intentionally with knowledge of what he was doing, then he is sinful and he has to give a penalty. وَإِنْ كَانَ جَاهِلًا فَفَدَى وَلَمْ يَأْثَمْ However, if he was ignorant, then he has to pay the penalty and there is no sin upon him. The second matter, إِذَا تَرَكَ الْمُبِيتِ بِمِنَا فَإِنَّ عَلَيْهِ دَمْ لِأَنَّ الْمَبِيتِ بِمِنَا وَاجِبٌ If the person leaves off staying at Mina, then the person has to pay also dam. The person has to pay a penalty because staying at Mina is wajib. الْأُلَمَاءِ يَقُولُونَ بِأَنَّ مَنْ تَرَكَ الْمَبِيتِ بِمِنَا فَلَا يَخْلُوا مِنْ حَلَاتِ That the person, the ulama, they say that the person with regards to not having been staying at Mina has a variety of situations from them. The first of them, that the person in this category, he was not excused, rather he was able to stay at Mina. So, in Taraka al-Layali al-Thalatha, al-Thalath, in Taraka al-Layali al-Thalath fa'alayhi dam. 
If the person left off all three nights, though he was able to stay there, then he has to pay a penalty. Because he left out a wajib. However, in Tarka Layla or Layla Tain. However, if he left one night or two nights, فالمذهب أنه يطعم عن ليلتي عن ليلة مسكينا. Then the madhab is that then for each night he pays uh, to feed a poor person. So if he left off staying at Minna one night, he missed one night, then he has to pay the feeding of a poor person. وعن ليلتين مسكينين. And for two nights that he misses, he has to pay the feeding of two poor people. Another situation, another scenario, أن يكون من أصحاب الأعذار is that the person may be from those who are excused, they have an excuse. كمن به مرض, like one who is sick. أو مرتبط بخدمة الحجاج في مكة. Or he is connected to the services which are being given to the hujjaj in Mecca, meaning he's one of the people that are serving the hujjaj in a variety of ways in Mecca. أو في مزدلفة أو غيرهما. Or he's situated or he's positioned uh, for service in other than Mecca, like in Mina or Muzdalifa or other than that. So this person is permissible for him to stay out of Mina and there's nothing upon him because he's there for the essential services for the Hajjaj. And the evidence is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Taghabun, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as you are able to do. Because the Prophet gave permission to those who were in charge of watering, giving water to the pilgrims, and also in charge of those who were taking care of the camels and the sheep, etc. The shepherds. He gave them permission to stay away from Mina. However, if the person is in a situation where he cannot absolutely stay in Mina, because the person can't find a place to stay, a physical place. So this person, he's tried his best to find a place to stay in Al-Mina, in Mina, but he couldn't find the place because it's overcrowded. So this person, he sleeps outside of Mina. And there's nothing upon him. Why? Because of the verse that we just quoted. Fear Allah as, as much as you are able to do so. Inshallah, we're going to stop here. And I apologize for the um, brevity of the lesson, for the lesson being a bit short. Uh, inshallah, we will see you next time. If you have any questions, feel free. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you immensely for your efforts and make it in the scale of our good deeds. Yawm al-qiyamah, ameen. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.